0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It is time for a brand new episode of Gimme the Hot Sauce. This is episode 54. The Bulls are off and running. They're 7-3 and three near the top of the Eastern Conference. They are 5th in the league as we come to you on this. Uh, we're recording on a Tuesday evening in point differential. They're also 5th defensively in points allowed. So a couple of really good stats to hang in there. And, you know, as as we welcome in Stacey King and Timmy Whispers, uh, when I, when I heard Kevin Durant after the game, he had some glowing things to say about the Bulls, talking about their aggressiveness, the fact that they have high-level shot makers in Zach and, and DeRozan. Too bad he signed that extension with Brooklyn. It sounds like he might, might like being playing in the Windy City.
3: Well, I, I watched the interaction, you know, and I saw Javante Green. I saw, you know, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. They all had some really good conversations on the court. Now, I would love to have been a fly yeah. <clears throat> on the court to hear it. But it seemed like they had some really good interactions, and the good thing about this this team, the way they're playing, and and they're getting national attention now. Their people are taking notice because, you know, Brooklyn came in here. You know, they were what seven and three, I think, or mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they were they were a really good basketball team. This is a team that's favored to come out of the Eastern Conference. Utah is a team that's that's you know scheduled to really make some noise in the Western Conference. And the way in Boston, you know, the way they came back and demolished Boston. I mean, these were really big wins. This is not like the Sisters of the Poor. You know, in the preseason, everybody talked about, well, they're playing Cleveland, they're playing Detroit, and let's see them play against some real competition. And so, you know, temper your excitement with this team. Well, here they come out the gate just rolling through teams, mm-hmm. and you know, with the exception of you know you, the three games that they lost, this team could very well be ten and zero. Or, worst case scenario, nine and one. Um, I think, you know, Bulls fans, it's funny because you watch Twitter. We read Twitter a lot and social media. Yeah. And when they lost to Philadelphia <clears throat> the first time, then you heard people, well, yeah, you know, it's a tough game. They came back and they lost. And then <clears throat> the second game, they were like, well, they lost to Philadelphia and their, their bench, you know? And then people start jumping off the bandwagon. Oh, then maybe they're not as good as we thought. Yeah. Da, da, da. You got to stay the course. It's a long season. They're going. They're not going to go eighty-two and zero. You know they're going to lose some games. You know they're not always going to, you know, go out there and, and knock your socks off with the way they play. They're going to lose some games sometimes. So you know, just temper the expectations a little bit. You know, don't jump off the bandwagon because they lose a the game. There's going to be a lot of teams losing Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia is still a very good basketball team without Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. They have, I mean, their team. I mean, Seth Curry looks like his brother. I mean, he's closing games for Philadelphia. Not Embiid. He's closing games down the stretch. Um, you got Embiid, who's a force. Almost arguably the best big man in the game with Jokic. They both Berkan are very Korkmaz
2: similar. really hurts Cork kills yeah. us
3: every time, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, Thibel is probably arguably the best wing defender in the NBA. Like, I literally put him as a top two defender in the NBA as far as being a shut-down guy at his position. Um he does a great job on Zach Levine. You look at Zach's numbers against Philadelphia, and when Thybulles on him, struggles tremendously. You know, um, so they have got a team that can that can you know contend in the Eastern Conference as long as MB stays healthy and they continue to play through him. And then they're you know they role players. I mean, they're those guys that they, they have good complementary players, Danny Green, who can shoot lights out. Um, you know, they got some really good players in Philadelphia. So we lose those two games, people are jumping off the bandwagon. Okay, we're seven and three. And if you really want to get technical, you know, you go back to the four and in preseason, you know, we won eleven out of fourteen games. Mm-hmm. You know, I know preseason games don't count, but it's still they've won eleven out of fourteen games. When has you when have you ever seen a Bulls team over the last five or six years that can actually say that that they've won eleven out of fourteen games? Normally it's they've lost eleven out of fourteen. So this is a whole different team, a whole different mindset, and they're fun to watch.
2: We should mention, of course, that uh, Joel Embiid tested positive for COVID-19, and he's going to be out for about 10 days, they're saying, which is going to hurt the 76ers on the court. You worry about the Bulls being exposed. He spent a lot of time talking to DeRozan, talking to Zach, and you're like, keep your fingers crossed Uh, and nothing comes out of that. As
3: soon as that came up, Mark, I was like, oh, wow, this is – this is not good news because, you know, we played them back to you know, back. back, to back within a, you know, three or four day period. And, you know, how long did, you know, he had this incubation stage, how long did he have it, you know, um, especially the last game at home, which was Saturday. So, you know, and then he tests, you know, positive, uh, you know, uh, I think they were playing Detroit, um, the next game or someone that he didn't play in, but, um, yeah, we got to be concerned. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta yeah, we got to be concerned because you know, I mean, you had direct contact with a person who now is in protocol.
2: Yeah, and COVID 19s not going anywhere. No, it's no, no, joke. and that no that's going to be
3: that's going to be a problem for every team. You know, regardless if you're vaccinated or not, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be the one thing that's gonna that's going to derail teams at mm-hmm. some point. All the teams are going to have to deal with that you know we've already seen some of the teams now um have players miss games because they're in the protocol so um you know you all used to worry about injuries you know injuries hurting your star players now you got to throw covid out there being the most uh, thing that you're concerned about
2: we're going to talk more about the bulls with our special guest kendall gill you watch him on the pre and post, post game shows at nbc sports chicago he's going to join us he's also going to talk about Jake Paul ducking him once again with the fight coming up next month in Florida. December 18th card, Jake Paul against Tommy Fury, right? Is that the, yeah. yeah, Tommy Fury. Yeah, so. yeah there you there go.
3: Gobble, go. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> That's DJ Pavel yeah. out there on the, on the board. He's oh, on yeah. top of it. Absolutely. He's on top
2: of it. Way to go, Pavel. Hey, we want to remind you when it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure to contact the king of insurance, our good buddy, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovich at jeffvuk.com. That's Jeff V-U-K dot com. And, you know, stacy has been uh, spreading the love with the jingle. How about yes. uh, sharing it for our Give Me the Hot Sauce audience here?
0: Tim, Whispers. Go ahead, Whispers. Oh, I don't think I have the voice Come Well that. you can do it,
2: Tim. It's we, here. We, it's might here. Lose it. we might lose the account. <laughs> <I> think, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen I'm passing <throat> it
3: to Timmy Whispers. I've go. been in a giving mood, yeah. and I'm going to let Timmy Whispers sing the Nationwide jingle. Go ahead, Timmy.
0: Nationwide is on your side.
3: What okay. do you think, okay. okay, So you
0: took it back? You know what? Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like you. a little country there.
2: If we get DJ oh, Pavel hey. to put a little backbeat in there Yeah, it, maybe. yeah maybe we, we might be able to use it. Hey, yeah. let's
0: have Pavel do it real
2: quick. <laughs> Pavel's not real happy with no, that. No, Pavel's like looking at it like, is uh, no. <laughs> Can you do nation
0: wise on your side? Let's hear it.
2: Give me the hot sauce. No, <laughs> yeah, <I'm getting laughs> no. a, He's looking uh, at the board. Getting and getting it's negative.
3: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies in America, America, you know, very seldom do I pass the mic to to people. And uh, you know they got to be worthy of it. I give everybody an opportunity. That might be the last time Whisper sings it, but uh, you know, I, but he did. Pretty there was a little country. There's there was a little country yeah. in there. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not big well, on hey, country. You, but uh, you,
0: you, you passed it. Clay, for the disappointment. Clay Aiken.
3: <laughs> Clay Aiken. There you're, right, Clay Aiken, <laughs> Aiken. over there. <laughs> thank we'll you, ladies and gentlemen. Clay Aiken. Thank you for singing the nationwide jingle. All right, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing it for the, I'm gonna sing it for the people nationwide is on your side. <laughs> that, that's what you need to hear, America, the golden pipes.
2: Jeff Vukovic just breathed a sigh of relief. Yes, he's, he's like, like oh where my the hell Stacy? Yeah. Where the hell
3: is Stacy? Who's that guy that just said whispers? Well, let him keep whispering because that's, that's just terrible.
0: Boy, the hair stood up on my neck with that one.
3: <laughs> oh, that, too much Depression. information. Yeah. TMI. Too much information. Just like Kendra Lust. <laughs> Take it easy over there. Those no sweating. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's towel off again. Towel off
2: again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let, let's bring the conversation back to basketball <gasps> right, before we get completely off the rails. Off the rails, okay. Hey, Kobe White's been cleared to practice, which uh, which is a nice development. He's been working with some contact with some of the development staff. They were kind of, you know, carefully easing him back into this thing. How long do you think it's going to take? A couple of weeks before they'll get him in the game?
3: Yeah, um, we were just talking about it last night. Yeah. Um, you know, just being clear to get some contact and stuff. You got to make sure he doesn't have any setbacks Mm -hmm. because once you get into the game, teams are going to be setting screens and these guys be setting these hard, hard screens and, and knowing that he's got a hurt shoulder, that's what you got to worry about. You know, rushing him back too soon. If that shoulder's not a hundred percent and he's pushing himself to get back because he sees how the team is playing. And of course you want to be out there. And then also the fact that, you know, IO now is in the rotation.
2: He's been looking good.
3: Yeah. Io's in the rotation now. You know, this is one of the guys that you're going to be competing with minutes. And and also um Crusoe. Yeah. You know, so both those guys are are figuring into the rotation heavily. So in your your Kobe, you're sitting there saying to yourself, like, oh like, I gotta hurry and get back out there. You know, yeah. this is not last year's team where you had like Ryan Archie diacono and, you know, you could you could miss some right. games knowing that when you come back, you your spots safe. Yeah. But not not this year, because you know, Billy has Billy has so many, so many toys in the toy chest to go with. Like there's so many guys on that team. Uh you gotta also remember, too, Javante Green, who actually is a guard. Who they're playing at power Six forward, four. He's guarding okay? Kevin Durant. He's last guarding night. Kevin Durant. He's rebounding against seven footers. So he also is figured into the rotation. Now you got Derrick Jones out there. I like the way the team is set up because this reminds me of like my old Bulls teams. Okay, where what I mean by that is is that you're fostering competition at every position. No one can take a night off because the guy behind him is licking their chops to get that opportunity. There's guys on the bench like when we play you know, with the exception of Michael and Scotty, but everybody else, we, we were like, okay, I hope he messes up so I can get in. You know, that's how you were. Right? Of course you're saying, oh, we want to win, I hope you right, play well. But there it's was, all, all of us were yeah. like, like, okay, if he ain't doing a job, I'm ready to go in. And, and practices were competitive. There were fights in practices. We pushed each other. Um, you know, we made each other better. And I think this is what you have with this team is that there's so much competition at every position that even a guy like Zach, You know, Zach knows, even though I'm an all-star and, you know, I was a leading scorer, he knows, like, you got DeMar DeRozan over there now. You know, and if we want to go offense for defense, we can slide – tomorrow, Billy can slide tomorrow over to that that scoring position and mm-hmm. throw Io out there on the defensive position. You know, So there's options for Billy if guys are not doing what they're supposed to. And you know, that's what you want as a team. That's what you want if you're a fan. That's what you want if you're an organization. You want to foster competition. You want the best players out there pushing the best players.
2: Yeah, you look at Troy Brown Jr., who was a former first-round draft pick, and he was in the rotation. They liked him a lot when they came over in the trade last year. He started out in the rotation. Now he's lost his minutes to I.O. and uh, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's anything he didn't do. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, he took some, some shots that were kind of ill-advised Yeah, a quick sometimes. jack threes so, yeah. coming off the bench. And that's it? not his role. You know, yeah. his role is to come in and be a slasher. His role is to rebound, run the floor, you know. And, and that's what happens sometimes is that, you know, guys are not, they don't want it to accept their role. You know, you you have to be able on a winning team, on a on a contending team, a playoff caliber team. Everybody can't be the man. There's a pecking order. You know, one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, and you if you're a role player, you have to find where you fit in at. You know, and a lot of times these guys come out like you know, I mean, just our team. I mean, we every our bench, our guys on the bench were all college All Americans, first team. You know, we were, we were really big time players in college and we're on the bench and we're, we have to find a way to play. Like we right. got to find a way to fit in and, and, and it's difficult. It's, it's, it, it hurts your ego, but if you're a person who wants to win and you'll do anything to win, you'll put your ego to the side and your pride aside and you'll say, Hey, you know what? It's all about winning rings. It's all about winning championships. And that's what Phil conveyed to us. It's not, it's nothing personal. You know, it's about winning and and, and winning as a team and winning championships. And that's why we were always, we bought into that where now in some days you watch some of these teams. Now, you know, so many guys don't want to be in that role. You know, nobody wants to be the fourth or fifth or sixth man. You know, everybody wants to be number one or number two. And so that's why you have so many problems with these teams that don't win because they can never establish an identity of who the number one guy, the number two, the number three, and the number four guys and so on. And that's
2: why they struggle. Did I hear you drop a Crash Bandicoot reference? Yes, yes, Crash Bandicoot, game? baby,
3: Crash Bandicoot, baby. Now, remember that? Remember that video <laughs> yeah, man? Yeah, that that it just popped in my mind. You know, things just pop in my mind, man. Sometimes <laughs> I scare myself when I'm doing a game because things just pop up. You know, I have no control over them; they just pop up, and and so. The play, the play was because no, it was it was really Caruso. Yeah. Caruso just launched his body yeah. into somebody. I think it was James Harden, and and he literally did a three sixty spin after he hit him. And that's when I said, "Oh, Crash Bandicoot!" Like, because <laughs> it was it was something that I saw in a video game. I used to play that yeah. game a lot, and so it just came out. And that kid, Caruso, does not care about his body. Nope. That guy will dive on the floor. he I don't know if he played football in high school or Little League or whatever, but he has the mentality of a football player. Like He is not afraid to dive on the floor and get his nose in there. He's not afraid to get up in your chest, take an elbow. That's what I like about him, and I think – it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of gets everybody into the game. It's when the you see band. a guy, when you see a guy, oh, headband, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not a big fan of the headband, but he can wear it when he keeps playing the way
2: he yeah, is. He play is. like that, yeah. But,
3: but he's inspiring to everybody. When he comes out on the floor... He makes something happen. It doesn't always have to be on the offensive end. It's the defensive end. And I guarantee you, if he continues to get minutes, Mark, I mean, if he gets minutes that, will, that can regulate him being on the all-defensive team at one of those positions, I would not be surprised if he gets some votes and maybe third-team all-defense because he's right now at Thompson uh with uh, Thibel from Philadelphia. So uh, both him and Ball together – on the floor together is just deadly defensively. They they are locked down defenders on whoever they guard.
2: Yeah, and Caruso's not starting. Some people say well, we should move him in the starting lineup. He's in the closing lineup and that's what really matters. Yeah, it's
3: not about who starts. I mean I, I play for guys who who got the jump ball and they, they go out and tell girls of the club, Yeah, I start for the Oklahoma Sooners. And then we'd all be sitting there like, Yeah, but you just go out there for the jump ball and you go right to the bench. You're like thirty seconds you're out the game. You know? Yeah. But it was in their mind, I'm a starter. Right. I'm a starter yeah, but you just get the jump ball and you go sit on the bench. <laughs> to stop to telling, now. stop telling girls that you know he's trying to get you know get some brownie points with girls. You know, yeah. seven footer like I get the jump ball. Like yeah, okay, all right. You know I have no control over. It. Sometimes it's not enough. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. But but it's i have always said it's about the closing. Are you Mm -hmm. in there at the end of the game? You know, it doesn't matter. And, you know, minutes you hear some people that are like, oh, you know, I want to play a starter. I want to be a starter. It doesn't really matter if you're coming off the bench playing starters minutes. You know, and that's what you're seeing guys like Caruso coming off the bench. He's playing kind of starters minutes. Billy has a lot of trust in him. And you see Derrick Jones coming in now. Derrick Jones didn't play like the first, you know, nine games of the season, you know, counting preseason. All of a sudden, You know, Billy, it seems like he plays hunches. You know, it's like he plays gut instinct. Like he's a poker player. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he must see something in practice that says, this guy's playing better than this guy, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go with him if I have an opportunity. Because, you know, as you said before, Troy Brown Jr. was in the rotation getting all the minutes in that small forward, power Mm -hmm. forward thing. And then, you know, Javante Green wasn't playing at first, and then they threw him out there. So there's something that these guys are showing the coaching staff in practice that is giving Billy... The hunch to play them. Same thing with Io. Io in the beginning wasn't getting any playing time. I wasn't getting any playing in, in in the preseason, except like you know garbage minutes. And I kept telling people, even on air, I said this kid's gonna work his way into the rotation because he's too, he he plays too hard. He's got a great worth at work ethic, and he's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He, you know, he thought he should have been a first round pick. He was one of the best college players, you know, last year in mm-hmm. college basketball, up for Player of the Year, a lot of different Player of the Year awards, Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, you know, he was in that race, and then to drop all the way down to what thirty eight. You know, I mean, the kid's got a chip on his shoulder. and Plus, he's from Chicago. You can't if you live here in Chicago and you're born and raised in Chicago and you played Chicago high school basketball in the public league, whatever. You can't be soft. You can't be you can't come out here half stepping and he knows that the pressure yeah. of playing at home he you can tell he just accepts the challenge
2: yeah, DeMar DeRozan said after the win over Brooklyn, it goes, when, uh, when Io sneezes, people get excited because he's from yeah. Chicago. He's one of their own. Yeah. So the crowd gets into he it. he got to stand last night. Yeah, and the players feed off of that as well. He was a, a key contributor in that fourth-quarter rally. The Bulls will host Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday and then an extended road trip out west. Stacey, you haven't packed for a long trip in a, in a while. This, this is, this is <sighs> going to be challenging. America.
3: <laughs> I'm not excited about this. I'm excited about the team, America. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not excited about this trip because this is, you know, back in the day I used to overpack all the mm-hmm. time. You know, we used to go away 14, 16 days, you know, and that was a circus road fr- trip. Circus road yeah. trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that was as a player and now as a broadcaster. And, you know, we've been off for a while now. This is our first, this will be our first long trip of the year. So I think we're gone like nine or ten days. You got, you know, you got both lost uh, LA teams we're playing. We've got Portland, Denver, and Golden State on right. this trip so uh it's gonna be a tough trip it's gonna be a tough trip and it's always been relatively a tough trip for all of us when we went out there even the championship years the west coast is always tough if you can come back one game over 500 you know that was an amazing trip you mm-hmm. know um but you know this team i, I think is going to do a lot better than what people think because i i said this you know last night you know styles make fights you know matchups you know Will also determine how well you do, and as long as they're playing teams that play that small ball type of game, which Golden State does, uh, the Clippers are doing that now. They even though they play Zubots a little bit, but they they go to that small lineup as well. The Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis is more of a as a wing player anyway, so they're they're kind of small ball. In Portland, all those teams out west except for Denver mm-hmm. are small ball teams. So the Bulls, I think, will do quite well in
2: that trip. It's going to be interesting to see Steph Curry on Friday night. Woo! He had a fifty-point game on Woo! Monday against the Atlanta Sizzle. Hawks, and a lot of people are saying he could be the, uh, the early season favorite for MVP because the Warriors are nine and one, and they're still waiting on getting Clay back.
3: America, I said this about Golden State last year when they were taking, they were getting beat, and they were playing all these reserve players pool. Pascal, all these guys that were that they were playing in the lineup, giving them starters minutes. They were getting killed. You know, people were like, oh, you know, Golden State's done. They're finished. Uh, no, Steve Kerr and their front office did a great job of developing. It was all about development last year. Mm-hmm. They knew they weren't going to be in the playoffs. They knew that if they were going to be in the playoffs, it was all going to be based on Steph Curry's health, Draymond Green's health. And if worst case scenario, they were going to be in the in the in the play in game. And they were. Okay, that in their eyes, that was a successful season because what it showed them was is that we developed a lot of guys, our rotational guys, guys who are going to be the meat of our rotation when we get everybody back. So when when Steph's healthy, we get Clay Thompson back, Draymond back. You know, we got Wiggins. They went out and made a move for who's mm-hmm. filling their small forward role. It's
2: been better this Wiseman, year. Wiseman,
3: Wiseman's mm-hmm. got to come back and be hurt. I mean, from injury. They are going to be a deadly team, and they are a deadly team right now. They are shooting the basketball like it's like it's like it's like like, you know, the end of the season. I mean, they're not missing three point shots. Steph Curry is, oh man, I'll tell you what, man, he might be the greatest shooter when he's done of all time. Seriously, like I, there's been a lot of great shooters, you know, a lot of great shooters, but. This kid might be, when it's all said and done, his numbers are going to say that he was the greatest shooter of all time.
2: 33 years old, it just seems to be getting better with time. 50 piece. 50 piece, yeah.
3: Wow. With a grape soda, baby. 50 piece with a grape soda.
2: There was a crazy incident in Denver last night. We'll talk about that with our good buddy Kendall Gill, who's getting ready to join us on episode 54. He knows a little bit about the sweet science of boxing. Kendall Gill, next on Gimme the Hot Sauce, episode 54. Oh, yeah, we are excited to welcome in our next guest. The Boom Boom Room! <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> KG, what do you think about that music? Our guy Pavel on the board is really doing a job
1: here. Uh, Mark, I like it, and that's the first time I've seen you bop your head up and down. All the years we worked together, I right. knew you had rhythm like that.
2: Hey, no jacket and tie required. You know, we're in the uh, Sriracha Studios, and anything goes. He didn't even have to shave.
3: He come in looking rough, like he'd been up in the mounds all all
1: week. Uh, No, I see, I see.
2: (laughs) Well, KG, you're looking good. Obviously, you guys are uh, getting a chance to have some fun on the pre and post game shows. It's been a while since the Bulls have had a winning team. What's it like uh, to enjoy some winning basketball? And what do you think of this group that uh, AK has put together?
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure Stacey can identify with this, but, you know, I look forward to going to work because <laughs> now we have a possibility to win every game, you know. And I was actually talking to uh, some guys at the barbershop uh, earlier today, and I said, you know, if, if we had our whole crew and, and Vucevic is not in the slump, we've had Pat Will and Kobe is coming off the bench. I said, this team could possibly be 10-0 because you go back and you look at the three games that they lost, we only lost by a couple points with the exception of the last game against Philly. But, you know, I think, you know, with a couple plays here and there specifically against the New York Knicks, when they started to blitz Kimball Walker off of the screen, when he was hitting all those three pointers, you do that earlier, that's a win because mm-hmm. we, you know, we take one of those three pointers away. We win that game And Philly. If a, if a couple calls go our way, we make a couple baskets, defensive stops, that game goes our way. So, You know, I I really enjoy watching it. I really enjoy watching the evolution of Zach Levine because, you know, when he first came here, yes, he was a talented player, but you're starting to see him learn the game and him going to the Olympics, getting that experience around the top players in the league. I love the way now he's – and I talked to him about this a couple years back, saying, listen, man, you should try to add the post game into your game. You're starting to see that now. I think he posted up four or five times yesterday, scored maybe – Three times, but that started in, in, in Philly. You know, I think that him playing with DeMar DeRozan, seeing how DeMar post up, seeing how DeMar is a master of the mid range game. You know, it's, it's it's. I love watching it because it's an exciting brand of basketball. We got a true point guard in Lonzo Ball, even though I think sometimes Stacey, Lonzo is sometimes a little too unselfish. Yep. You know, a couple of times he passed up some shots uh, yesterday where when he should have shot the basketball, but. I love when he gets the basketball, how he can push it downhill, looks up. Actually, he caught Zach on a, on a play when he was looking up yesterday. Zach finished up with a dunk. I, I think that, you know, these guys love playing with each other. And Stacey, you know more than I do because you're around them. You, you know, you on the planes with them. You see them uh, up close in person. I, that's just my view from the studio. But, you know, I think they like playing with each other. I think they like playing for the coach that they're playing for. And I think they love playing in this city, you know, uh, Free agents, I, I bet you they're looking. Hey, man, what's going on in Chicago? I mean, we got the yeah. market <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I saw that last night, you know, um, the interaction with Kevin Durant. With like, you know, Javante Green was talking to him. You know, Zach was talking to him. And it wasn't just kind of like, yeah, we had fun at the Olympics, whatever. Y- you could tell that that Kevin Durant and some of these other free agents are watching what Chicago is doing. And this is, you know, AK and Mark and, uh, you know, J.J. Polk. Th- those guys realize, you know, when you put this type of talent on the floor in a city like Chicago with the history that the Bulls have in an organization has, it's going to attract some free agents now because these guys are going to look and say, wait a minute, hold up. Why am I going to break my neck to play in the Western Conference all the time and have to go through certain teams every year when I can go to the Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference? This team is one, maybe one player away from getting to the finals on a yearly basis in
1: a great city. You're right. You're right. My parents haven't been to a game since the Derrick Rose era. That's the last time they asked me for tickets. <laughs> I, had a, I, I had to get them tickets the other night when, they, when Philly came to town. You know, my mom and dad's 73 years old, man. They're up there cheering and everything. And, you know, that's, that's what I think that this team has brought the excitement back to the city. Because, I mean, I can't go anywhere. Everybody's talking about the Bulls. You know, I was at the, I was at the stoplight after dropping my son off that scooter. The guy wants to pull over and talk to me about the Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know we need to get Butch bitch going. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, he'll be all right. Though. I was like, I was like, he, I was like he's all star. Don't worry, they, they all stars work themselves out of that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things that you know. I mean, you go back and you count preseason games. They were they won four games in the preseason. Um, you know, they they've won eleven out of fourteen games. You know, and I know yeah. people don't want to count preseason, but from considering where the Bulls have been the last five or six years, I mean, to win 11 out of 14 games has been pretty impressive. And, and I was telling Mark before we came on the show, the one thing that, that I've noticed, you know, people say, well, you should have beat Philadelphia. They didn't have all their guys, whatever. The problem that this team is going to run into, and you didn't see it last night because uh, Brooklyn doesn't have an overpowering front line. You know, they don't right. have that dominant big that can, you know, demand double teams that can go out like Embiid did. Embiid causes everybody problems. And when he is engaged does. and wanting to play uh, like he was those two games against us, um, even though they had that second game, they were, they were missing uh, Thibel, they were missing, you know, uh, Danny Green, but they played basically with their second group. He made such mm-hmm. a huge impact on that game that it made it hard for us to win. And then when Vooch only had four points, that doesn't help the situation.
1: No, it it doesn't help the situation. And and Stacey, you know this of course. Playing with Scotty and, and and all of your teams, you, you need three guys that can really put the ball in in the hole. And you know the, I felt that against Philly, we were really playing two against five. You know, in, in that especially in that second game, you know, Butch of course, you know, and we, all of us as NBA players go through slumps. You know, and you know Butch is going to come out as I hope. I hope last night at the end of the game that was the beginning of him coming out. Of of the slump, but you know you need guys that can score the basketball, and actually you need to be able to do it as a team too. Because we had six guys in double figures yesterday. You know we beat a Brooklyn team at seven and three. We we caused them problems because you know offensively we could come at them in many different directions. And and I, I tell people this all the time: the Bulls defense this year is not like a regular defense where it's designed to stop you. I think that the Bulls play an attacking defense. You know, whenever yes. I play, like, against Grant Hill, um, guys, even Michael, Scotty, I always used to like to attack them because they're not used to being attacked on the defensive end. And I, I think that that's what the Bulls, when they do that, they they cause turnovers. they get out on a fast break, everybody gets involved in the game, you see those alley-oops and everything, uh, Caruso and, and, and Io, I, I think are perfect for that. And also, you know, I'm thinking – I said this on the air the other day. I think Lonzo Ball is first-team all-defense. Yes. You know, the way that he gets his hands on, on balls and he takes it. Last night he took Harden, got a couple early fouls, but still Harden didn't have a particularly big game, you know? And I think that's also rubbing off on Zach as well. I haven't seen Zach play defense like this ever in his career.
2: Kendall, with your boxing background, what did you think when uh, Joel Embiid almost killed Lonzo Ball the other day? I mean, he's just (laughs) throwing his arm out in frustration. He hit him on the top of the head. He just grazed him. But can you imagine if that punch would have connected full on?
1: From a seven foot one, 275, 80-pound man, that Lonzo would have been laid out. But it lets me know Lonzo's been working. just well, Floyd Mayweather, the shoulder roll. Yep. He rolled it the right way. He did, yeah. Mark, he rolled it the right way. You know, he
2: took a lot of... And yeah. then, then Joel t- puts his arm around him and saying, you know, uh, I, I didn't mean to. It was all good. He's talking to DeRozan, and I, he had to be sweating that out because you know how so- these rules are now. They could have thrown him out on a flagrant, too. He'd been out of the game.
1: They throw him out. <laughs> he he should have got. A, he should have yeah. got a flagrant one. Yeah,
3: because that uh, yeah, that, that could have yeah. been. I mean, you know, that could have been was disaster. Scary. That could have been a Rudy Tom Johnson mm-hmm. situation because Zoe was coming in full speed, and you know, and then yeah. he turns in and, and and he's mad because he he turned the ball over, and then he just flails a punch. And had he not moved, had he had he just kept coming forward. Yeah. I mean, he might have been out for the season. Yeah. You know, I mean,
1: that's... No, really, yeah, that's the truth, Stacey. That is the truth,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was very dangerous. And, you know, I get you're frustrated. You know, we all get frustrated. But you got to remember, you're an NBA player with, you know, 12 other people on the floor, including the referees, okay? And people are moving. People are everywhere. And for you to swing like that you know, just like when Metal World Peace did that to James Harden at one time in when he was in Oklahoma City, and he, you know, he's upset, he didn't get a call or whatever, and he comes back and swings the elbow and clocks James Harden in the head. Mm-hmm. Man, you got to be very careful when you do that kind of stuff because there's, there's not a lot of space, especially for a big guy like him who's like seven one, 280 pounds, and he's got long arms too. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's yeah. lucky that didn't really, really cause some serious damage.
1: He is because you know he had a, that was a full swing. Yes. I mean he got a he got a wind up. It wasn't like it was a short punch. That punch was coming from Kankakee. You know what I <laughs> mean? And, and if 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 he had hit Lonzo, man, and you're absolutely right, basically that's how guys get their jaws broken. Yes, man. you know, and, and 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 when you're coming at a punch, it doubles the force. Yes. So so oh my God, I'm I'm so glad that that didn't happen, man. For both Lonzo and Joel Embiid, that would have been bad.
2: How about the situation last night where Jokic took that run at uh, Markeith Morris, and now the the Jokic brothers want to have a big rumble with the with the Morris brothers twins? It's it's crazy. I mean. Jokic tried to apologize afterwards, but he knew he exa- was right. Though he, he, knew he was exactly right. He was yeah, doing. I would have done the same thing.
3: Yeah. I'm not gonna lie; i would have done the same thing because he was coming down the floor. And Morris, if you want to hit somebody and foul them to stop the play, you you know how to do that. He was deliberately right. coming over there, and they got a reputation. The Morris brothers have a, de- a, a reputation of trying to play bully ball on people. And he literally came in and and dove his body into Jokic. And that's why yo, I would do the same thing. He has got two piece for real. He did that to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah,
1: and I believe you, Stacey. I remember, I remember Stacey getting in a couple of brawls when he was playing. Man. I mean, I don't play. Stacey got a temper. man. I don't play, Stacey man.
3: As long as it's yeah. within the rules, if it's within the rules, it's cool. Okay, I hard foul, whatever, yada yada. But when you go outside that that the rules to try to hurt somebody, because you had you watched that video, Jokic was jumping in the air to make a pass, right? And if he clips yeah. him and hurts his knee and blows his knee out, tear his ACL because he threw a hip check at him that ends his that ends his season and maybe messes up his career so I can understand why he got mad and then and then Morris walks off like he didn't do anything like I'm the innocent guy
2: well that's all Morris has got left now the skills are gone for Markeith Morris I mean all he is is a tough guy yeah you but know? you can't be running around See, so you gotta yeah.
3: you know Kendall you gotta you know you got you he gotta know who he's talking to because you don't know, yeah. you don't know where these boys come from. These boys are in the war. They're fighting <laughs> in the war, bro. They, you know, this ain't like some dudes that grew up in Southern California right. riding skateboards. I mean, these dudes right. are dodging bullets and, and, and <laughs> missiles and yeah, fighting right. hand-on-hand combat, right. and you over there threatening them, talking about you're gonna get them. And yeah, and, and you know what? Funny thing, they didn't even have a Twitter account, Kendall. They started a Twitter account yeah, the Yogi's today. Brothers, yeah. They started it today to answer <laughs> what the, the other Morris brothers said. Marcus they, yeah, Marcus. Morris Morris was talking about they going to get Jokic or whatever and circle the date or something. Yeah, and, and, and what they didn't know, Kendall, was when Jimmy Butler was wolfing and doing all that wolfing and come on back to the back yeah. and I'll take you on, bring it on. The brothers was in the stands coming down. <laughs> they were coming down in the arena. They had to be held back by security.
2: And, and they're almost all as big as Nicole Jokic. Oh, they're Jokic, like six, yeah. Nine. Yeah.
3: And they got tattoos yeah. all the way up to their earlobes, <laughs> to their forehead. They look like, yeah, yeah. they look like, they look like I'm telling you, dude, like in training day. I was telling Mark, I said Jimmy gonna be going to go get something to eat and somebody gonna pull up in a black van like they did Denzel yeah. and snatch right, him up. Yeah. You better lead them
1: boys alone, boy. Them Jokers boys, they hey, they all
3: about that smoke. They about that life. Yeah. I
1: know, you know, and, and, and the Morris twins, you know, it's the saying, everybody wants to be a lion until it's time to do what lions do. Yes. Now, now he now he 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 initiated that. You gotta if you're gonna do that, you gotta understand that guy can come back. And and you know, Jokic has gotten into a few uh, altercations yes. in the league. Where well, he he's not a punk. No. You know, so so you no. gotta know who you who you messing with and who you're not messing with. And what what I was I wasn't surprised because when you punch a bully in the mouth, they go away. I wasn't surprised to see Morris just stay on the ground.
2: Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: he yeah. Like he got yeah. Whipped
2: they, they had to bring Paul Pierce's wheelchair yeah, out for cause, him. Because normally, Normally <laughs> that situation, Kiddo, you know, if someone
3: did you like that, you know, you bouncing off the ground and coming back right back at him. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, I mean, unless unless he, unless he got whiplash and he needed a turtleneck, yeah. I, I I I thought like he did a lot of acting yesterday. Because then he realized like, oh man, I don't Jokic, really want Jok- to fight him. Yogi came right back at me. <laughs> I was thinking he was just going to let this go. Oh, what do I do?
1: <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey, hey! Thanks. That reminds me of when when Ben Wallace pushed Ron Artest. Rodarte wouldn't fault the guy up in the yes sky. went up there, yeah, yeah, went up there fought. Vietnam up there and fought exactly. Go address Ben Wallace. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to
3: fight Ben Wallace. You want to go fight the dude that threw popcorn. That, that's that's a financial advisor. You want to go fight that dude. You don't want to fight the big dude with the afro that was just throwing everybody out the way to come get you. Yeah, I, yeah. I say everybody, everybody's tough, man. Everybody's tough until, until you got to be. That's why I tell people all the time, man. You don't leave. You leave people alone, bro. You yeah. don't know what people are capable of doing. You know, I, sometimes on Twitter, I have people challenging me. I said, don't let the, the, the nice suits and the and the educated voice fool you.
1: Because I put these
3: things on you. I, you roll up on me and tell me, I'll come see you at the United Center.
1: Oh, please do. <laughs> please, I wish hey, you, you would. Thank you. Stacey, just don't do it in the newsroom. No, no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah. See, that's another thing. See, see, Kendall, see, they didn't
3: know. See, everybody, you know, we're not going to mention any names because I'm not giving that guy any credit. But he thought Kendall was soft. You know, he saw Kendall say, you know, Kendall looked like a GQ model. You know, he think he's soft. You know, so he tried. He tried Kendall, and he he found out really quick. Yeah, you know, two piece with no biscuit. It, it wasn't. It, it's not what he wanted. When it when it happened, he was like, you know, it's like like we you know how when someone does something, they know they're they're wrong, and they wait for everybody to break it up. Like you know, I'm gonna get a little jab in, and then hope everybody breaks it up. Right, right. But right. It never got to that point. He no, never had a no, chance. no. He never had a chance. He get Oh, oh,
1: wrong idea. <laughs>
2: They're still wiping blood off the wall. Oh man!
1: Yeah. But I have my bodyguard. I have I have my bodyguard by the name of Mark. Chanel yeah, so he in the middle, you know. Oh man! I don't. Listen, I don't. I don't don't
3: advocate violence, America. No, no, we don't. We don't. I I don't look for trouble, America. But I sure in the hell don't run. If you bring it to my doorstep, you better come with it. (laughs) Okay. Well, speaking
2: of guys that are that are avoiding conflict, uh, what's going on with your guy uh, Jake Paul? He's, oh, he's been running from you for over man. a year now, it seems.
1: Well, uh, yeah, over a year. I mean, ever since uh, Nate Robinson uh, yeah. got knocked out, which I felt Nate Robinson should have never been in there, Jake Paul has trained, you know, for all over three years now. At the time he fought Nate, he had been training for two years, and you know, you can't get in there as a novice Yes, you're a great athlete, but it's the reason why boxing is called the sweet science, okay? And you cannot get in there with somebody that's experienced or you will, your fate will be just like Nate Robinson's. Now, after Nate uh, was knocked out, you know, I called Jake Paul out. You know, shoot, I, I, I have four professional fights. You know, I've been training for – seriously, I've been training for, for like 17 years, ever since I uh, retired from, from basketball. Um, and, you know, kept calling him out, had conversations with his trainer. His trainer, you know, kept giving me the excuses, oh, you're 50 years old, this and that. You know, you only have 18,000 followers, this and that. And I said, okay, wait a minute. So I called Stephen A. Smith, and I said, Stephen, I want to fight Jake Paul next. Stephen A. Smith goes on First Take ESPN's number one show and says, Jake Paul, Kendall Gill will fight you. I, have, I call Shaq. And I say, Shaq, go on ESPN ringside for me and bet money on me against Jake Paul. Jake, Jake, um, Shaq has 18 million followers. More than you, Jake Paul, if, you, if any of your friends are listening to this. So does Stephen A. Smith. Now the relevancy is there. Now I know he's heard, heard this. You can't, you can't get called out on ESPN and ESPN ringside and not know about it. So he knows about it. His team knows about it. So Stacy. I, I actually called Mark uh, last week, and, and 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 we talked about this. The president of Showtime, Stephen Espinoza, Showtime Sports, yep. texted me and said, "Kendall, are you interested in fighting on the Jake Paul undercard?" I was like, "Absolutely," because I want to. I'll, I'll win this fight, and I've been calling Jake Paul out for almost a year and a half. Been training for a year and a half in anticipation of this. He takes it back to Jake Paul's camp. We haven't heard from them since. Okay? Wow. And four <clears throat> days later, four days after they sent me the text, and, and you know, I had my promoter continue to reach out to him and everything, four days later, they select Darren Williams, our NBA frat brother, also uh, my my brother from Illinois, to fight, which is now Frank Gore. That came out today. Okay or former, well, soon to be Hall of Fame running back from the San Francisco 49ers. So it's he's totally avoiding me. He doesn't want to fight anybody with, with any skills. You know, Darren Williams has an MMA school down in, in Dallas, does very well. I'm sure that that he'll he'll do well in his fight against Frank Gore. And, you know, the reason why they set up undercards is to set up the next fight. Yep. So I believe that he Jake Paul wants to fight the winner of D- Darren Williams and Frank Gore. I think Darren Williams wins that fight, then he goes on perhaps to, to fight Jake Paul. But Jake Paul as much as I love Darren, you, sh- you should come fight somebody that's 4-0 just like you, you know. And uh, you know, I'm 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 actually guys, I'm actually pissed about it because I've been I've been I've been training for I've been training for the longest in anticipation to fight this guy, I just got back there, and, you know, and I'm, and I'm still, as, as soon as we heard from Victor Espinosa, me and my camp, we immediately went into training camp. Okay. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm I, here's
3: the thing I, I'm looking at. I mean, one, you know, he doesn't want to fight anybody that could be a threat to actually beat him. And I'm sure he's done yes. his homework because he had to. He had to look you up, see what you've done, see your skill level. Um, and then picking, you know, Darren Williams, who's not a boxer. You know, yeah, he might have an MMA, but I mean, Ty- Tyron Willie did MMA, and look what happened to him. So it doesn't matter. If you look at Frank Gore, Frank Gore's going to win that fight. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Have you seen the videos of Frank Gore training? Frank Frank Gore has yeah, been yeah. training boxing. He's just like you. He's been doing mm-hmm. boxing on the side. He's got some mm-hmm. skills, and so I think what they're doing is is they know that Frank Gore is going to win, and they want Frank Gore to look impressive beating Darren Williams. So then that can mm-hmm. promote the next fight. You know, if just like Tommy, uh, Tommy Fury, they mm-hmm. wanted him to look good in his undercard fight. Now, look, and remember, uh, uh, Paul said, I don't want to fight him. He didn't look good, yada, yada, but he, he ended, yeah. up, he ended yeah. up having all these followers because of his brother Tyson Fury, and so he was right. entertaining, you know, the, the heavyweight champion of the world's brother. So, yeah, let's get mm-hmm. that. It's going you know, to be, people want to go to see that because it's Fury. So I no. think that's why they moved him up because he had no intention on fighting Fury because he's like, it's not yeah. going to do me any good but when his brother won the you know beat wilder it just made right. sense and then fury's going to be in his corner tyson fury is going to be in his corner his brother's corner right, that fight which in turn is going to bring even more publicity in for them so that's mm-hmm. why they took that and i also believe yeah. that they want frank gore to win and win impressively so they can sell mm-hmm. another fight which didn't make any yeah. sense I, I i go why wouldn't you put Kendall, week because we've been calling him out on Twitter for psh, man. Yeah, I know. And man, I, I appreciate
1: it. I man, appreciate I'm it. like man.
3: You got to, I mean, someone's calling you out. Yeah. You know, and and you're and and and, and fans are calling you out because like I got a lot of followers too, and I ain't mm-hmm. like that, but I got a lot of followers, and they retweeting right. stuff, and I know it gets back to to their camp, oh, yeah. and I just oh, yeah, think they're ducking back. him because they know that Kendall has some skills, and that they don't want to see somebody like that.
1: Yeah. See, Stacey, and, and the thing is they don't they're trying to get fighters that don't that don't know Jake Paul is front foot heavy mm-hmm. meaning that all of his weight is on his front foot he can't get out of the way of a guy that can jab they don't see they don't want to fight anybody that knows jake paul is his two punches are a check hook, a jab to the body, and that b s overhand right hand that he throws, leaving his whole right side open for a liver shot. All these things I know you know and and, and I'll capitalize off of and you know, I, I I swear to God, man, if I was ever in the ring with him, I'm stopping him. I'm stopping him within three rounds because I'm gonna walk him down the same way that Tyron Woodley did. Actually Jake Paul, in my opinion, did not win that fight against Tyron Willie Tyron Willie gave it away. Yes, he because did. Because he would not throw He punches. wouldn't throw
3: hands. And it's the same thing he does in UFC. He's got all yeah, this talent did. and hand speed, and he waits for two rounds. He doesn't throw a punch. And then he goes crazy the last round. But you already gave two rounds away to your right, opponent. And right. you are not going to win unless you knock him out. And it was the same thing. And he hurt, he hurt Jake Paul in that fight and couldn't he finish did. him. He stopped. And I was just like, "What?" Yeah. It was almost because I read something the other day. Someone pointed it out to me that I don't know how true this. So you know how the internet is; they're undefeated. So the internet, <laughs> there was some kind of contract saying that whoever fights Jake Paul can't knock him out. And it was all, it was actually on the internet. I was just like, and then so somebody showed me that I said that's why Tyrone really didn't go after him and finish him. And and I kind of it kind of made sense because it, yeah. when you hurt somebody like that. Tyron really in, the, in UFC would have been all over that guy. He'd have been he would, all over that guy, and he did. He held back and then let him get his feet back, let him get his senses back, and let him back in the fight. So that kind of had some had some validity to it.
1: Yeah, man, and 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 you know I'm I'm looking at the fight. I'm like, and Tyron Willie's running around doing one of these after he has hurt. Well, no, you got to go go finish him. Yeah, you know that's that's what you're supposed to do. So I I, I heard a lot about that clause in the contract too. Stacy, but I guarantee you, if I ever get the opportunity to fight him, there ain't gonna be no clauses in that. He's gonna be facing a barrage of punches while I'm coming forward to walk him down. Um, Also, too, a guy comes in with his chin up in the air. His footwork is terrible. You know, I, I, I just some, somebody is going to expose him one day. I just hope I'm the guy.
3: I don't understand, too, though, Kendall. Why wouldn't they just go ahead and add you to the card anyway against another guy who may be a prospective opponent later on? Because if you see, you see, like, say you're on the card with Frank Gore, and let's say you look more impressive than Frank Gore, and then they're saying, hey, okay, this guy right here, This guy, I want to fight him because he looks way more impressive than the other two guys. So I don't understand why they wouldn't just put you against someone else that has three or four fights or or another athlete, another pro professional athlete, to be able to pick between the two. Because if you ever watch those fights, when you order those fights, there's like eight fights on there. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they just couldn't add you on there and say, "Hey," or you tell their promoters, "I hey, listen, I want to fight this dude so bad. You can give me anybody, and I'll be on the card. I don't yeah. care. Give me anybody, I'll fight."
1: What? Well, well, well Stacy, that was the plan. That's what we tried to do, but you know, he took the Stephen Espinoza takes it back to Jake Paul's camp, and he says, "No, find us somebody else." You know, so that's the ultimate duck. You know, that yeah, is. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the ultimate duck. I don't, I don't, I don't want the guy on the fight on on the undercard. So because when he wins, he's gonna call me out, and I'm gonna have to fight him because everybody is gonna put pressure on me to do it. Yeah. And then the money train ends. The money train ends. He doesn't make any more money. His girl leaves him, <laughs> 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 because you know he's, he's got a good looking girlfriend. I know that, and Stacey, we've been around pro yep. sports for a long time. We know they ain't, they're not always with you for the money. Yep. Jake Paul is not a good looking guy. He's schluffy, and he doesn't have any personality. He doesn't have any personality. So I know she's with him for that, okay? So all you Jake Paul fan boys and girls, if you're watching this, you go back and you tell Jake Paul what I said. Okay? <laughs> after, after, after he loses to me, his girls leave him everything. She's going to haul ass. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed.
2: But well, we'll keep pushing for it here on Gimme the Hot oh, yeah. Sauce. Oh, That's yeah. something we want to see happen, no question yeah. about it. Hey, before we let yeah. you go, I know the, the high school basketball season is about ready to start. And there is a young man by the name of Phoenix Gill who's ready to make his mark on the hardwood. And I know he's been working hard during the offseason. He threw down his first dunk uh, last spring. Yeah, uh, tell us tell us about your oldest boy and, and, and his prospects at St. Ignatius.
1: Well, he's, he's coming along. Uh, he's he's really progressed, um, you know, this summer. Uh, he started in the States. You know this about your sons and, and, and Mark, of course, with, with your children and, um, you know, how they start to grow over a period of months and you start to look at him like oh god he looks <laughs> like a man now. Yeah. You know? So, you know, he's 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 actually about six two now as 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 a freshman and you know he's starting to come into his body. He's doing really well over there at St. Ignatius and uh, you know, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm I'm trying to be that dad that's not overbearing. You know, I have a hard time doing it, but you guys have already been through it. That's why you know I I pre, I, I would appreciate you guys advice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I want to let him run his own race, um, blaze his own trail. You know, and then and and, he, and he's doing that. You know, so a good student. So I you know I can't argue with him about anything. And you know I just I, I just can't wait to this basketball season so I can see him with the other high school students.
3: I got one more question for you. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Scotty and his situation <laughs> right now? Because I always like to I like to hear I like to hear what former players think, you know. And, and so, so so what what is look your pain, what, 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 what is your interpretation of what Scotty's doing right now in his book and his, his alcohol and how he's attacking everybody basically?
1: Stace, you know, I, I love Pip. I, I Pip is one of the best players I've played against. Yep. I mean, he, he, was, he was great. I just don't see how this could do any good, you know, because what I've seen, I've seen Michael do nothing but but praise him. You know, I saw him praise him in the last dance. I saw him praise him when he he won the MVP award. He gave Scotty the car, I guess, and, you know, always always had held Scotty in high regard. And, you know, Scotty's one of the 50 greatest of all. I know he had 75, but, I mean, he's one of the – 50 greatest of all time mm-hmm. you know and his his i think he tarnished his legacy by doing this not 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 ruined it but tarnished it a little bit you know because you know he, uh, he's a lion he doesn't need to tell everybody he's a lion yeah you know so he, there's, there's no need in trying to go at, at michael and, and and others like this he's scotty pippen man he's, there's, there's no need for that
3: yeah i, I was a little caught up, i love pip Pip's my boy. I, yeah, I'm I him
1: too,
3: yeah. I mean, one of my best teammates. And, you know, yeah. I've kind of just kind of stayed neutral, you know, because people always want to enter. Oh, Stacey, what do you think about this? So I kind of stayed yeah. neutral. Um, I, I liken it to this, Kendall. You know, his vision is different than our vision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way he sees things, the way he experienced it, his 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 experiences are different than the way we see it. Okay, so what he's saying Mm -hmm. is the way he actually felt and how he sees things. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right and we don't all have to agree with it, but that's his opinion and I respect that. But, you know, on Mm -hmm. the same token, you know, I I was there, I played with them, you know, so I know, I know things behind the scenes. Um, Mm -hmm. Is MJ, is MJ the the greatest teammate? No, no, by far no. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I do know that, um, you know, he he really, really helped Scotty's game and really, really tried to elevate Scotty's game. Um, you know, so some of the things that Scotty, you know, said, especially like with, with the Phil Jackson being a racist. Like I said last week, Phil Jackson can be a lot of things. He can be a jerk. He can be an ass. He can be a whatever. Okay, weirdo, you know, with the smoking <laughs> and the white, the white buffalo running across the room, uh, doing yeah. zen in the table with eyes closed, humming. Hmm. But one thing yeah. he's not is he's not a racist. And if he yeah. was – you know, in this league, he would have been exposed a long time ago from his teammates in New York, uh, other players in the, who played for him as uh, when he was coaching in the CBA. It would have been exposed a long time. You cannot go through NBA lifestyle and not if you, if that's who you really are, that it doesn't come out at some point.
1: No, I, I I totally agree with you. All my interactions with Phil, I've never I've never seen that, and I've had I've had a number of interactions with him. And you know maybe, and I, I I like the way you view it, Stacey. Maybe we can't see the things that that Scotty uh, is seeing right now, but you know I just I just wish it hadn't happened. I just wish he he, he would have wrote a book thing from my view, yeah. You know, and not said and not said anything else about you know all the uh, the Michael Jordan stuff and the organization and things like that. So, but hey, look. Pip, you know i only played with him for a season but you know he's still one of the best teammates i ever had and, and you know i i wish him the best and i hope all of this stuff goes away and i doubt whether michael and, and he will ever be friends again because you know how mj holds yeah grudges. Uh, he holds grudges. <laughs> yeah yeah. Hey, yeah hey
0: kendall you said you're at the barber earlier today is that why you're wearing the cap or is everything good under there
1: Oh, no, no, it's All right, just checking. I actually was doing, I did my road work earlier, so I had my hat on. It's a little nippy outside, so, you know, I, I don't like to be sweating and not have a hat on, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, just, just checking. Kendall still looks like he's Hey, Whispers is concerned. you know yeah, he, concerned. he doesn't say a
3: lot, Kendall, but
1: he showed a little concern there for you, buddy. I see, I see, I see. He tried to get me at the end.
2: <laughs> That's
1: what I he normally do does. Yeah. He throws a grenade in the middle of the room and it explodes. <laughs>
2: Well, Kendall, thank you so much for joining us. Give our best to Wendy and the boys. We'll be following Phoenix uh, over at St. Ignatius as they get ready to start their season. I'm glad you guys are having fun again as the Bulls are on a roll, getting ready to head west. The uh... crossover tomorrow, baby. The
3: crossover tomorrow. You tell Will Will that uh, Adam is not appreciating the little short jokes that (laughs) he's been trying to sneak in on (laughs) us.
1: Hey, look, we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get Will a twenty four second clock too? Yeah, because yeah, he take up the whole question. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, you need what, what
3: y'all need to do. What y'all need to do is you need to go first. You need don't defer. You need to go first and get your question out the way.
1: No, I always go first, but then when he's asked the second question, Will it take three
3: minutes. Yeah, 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 it's a, yeah. It's like, hey, buddy, just 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 email it to us. E- email the question to <laughs> us. We'll 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 answer it on air. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time in the crossover.
1: Hey, we're gonna have to get the sand man, and give him the hook out there. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna,
3: he's gonna Friday night at the Apollo. Yeah, man. yeah, definitely. He does he does ask long questions. He does. I, I now that you brought that to my attention, yeah. We need to we need to yeah. we need to monitor
2: that a little bit better. I still have nightmares of the producer screaming my here. We gotta get the break. We gotta get the break. I'm like <laughs> talk to the man in the end. It ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mark, I
1: guarantee you tomorrow night I'm pulling out the twenty-four-second clock. There you go. Okay? Oh yeah. That's yeah, a good, good. idea.
2: <laughs> oh that's a good one
1: uh, yeah. alright KG all right,
2: hey we love hey, you man guys. thanks for coming on the show and, uh, and we hope we get you that, that fight set up for you down the road alright
3: I'm going to be out there walking you out to the ring I'm going to be out there <laughs> talk. Right. I'm going to man. Man, yeah. be, like, be like the hype man out there <laughs> Jake like Paul man, you guys. suck you're getting knocked <laughs> out tonight you're going to be Bundini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Give me the hot sauce, Kendall. Give me the hot sauce. <laughs> right.
2: That is our great friend Kendall uh, Gill on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Coming up next, we'll talk a little Justin Fields and a little UFC when we return on Give Me the Hot Sauce, episode 54. We are back, episode fifty-four. Give me the hot sauce. I want to thank our good friend Kendall Gill for joining the show, and Stacey. We got some other people we want to thank, don't we?
3: Yeah, I want to spend a, send a special shout out to our sponsors, and and here we go, man. <laughs> Can't Angel wait. Water is Chicagoland's largest water conditioning service for healthy water for healthy you and a healthy home. Water makes up 60% of your body and 75% of your brain. Angel will test your water for free with code KING21. Call 847-382-7800 for free water test and a healthy water plan with code KING21 at 847-382. 382 7800. It's what I have used for over 20 years.
2: And she'll like it too. And she'll love it too. (laughs) And you beat me to a (sighs) mark. Everybody take a drink between (laughs) sponsoring. Yeah, take a drink. Yeah, that's a good idea. And
3: special shout out to my boys over at Windy City Limousine. They provide championship service and making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full core pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Very nice. I'm nice not done, Mark. Don't interrupt me again. Contact <laughs> us at 866-94-WENDY. That is 866-94-WENDY. And I want to tell you, America, I use this limousine service all the time. And I'm never late. And she'll like it too. Time and to drink. finally, drink, yeah, let's drink. Everybody oh, drink, everybody drink. Oh, we I keep forgetting. Yeah, How do you forget? You like to drink? That I know, because I guess I'm always drinking. <laughs> as you know, America's happy hour in the, in the um, Sriracha studios today. And finally, if you like hot sauce and barbecue oh, sauce, yeah. then you are listening to the right show. Give me the hot sauce has the best small batch organic sauces to spice up your kitchen and your love life. Chicago style red sauce with a garlic twist. Our St. Pat's Verde green sauce, which is my favorite, with extra avocado and cilantro. And our King's Q, named after me. A bold, spicy, and sweet sauce, just like your boy, Stacey King. Use code HOT SAUCE21 to get 21% off your first order. That's HOT SAUCE21. Peep this for 21% off. Get it 21% off stays of King 21. If you didn't get it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America Order today day for the holidays and make sure you get your sauce. Give me the hot sauce. And she'll like it too. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I have lived. See, see America. They give me these reads to read. And sometimes, you know, I have to spice it up. I have to add my own little special sauce. Like when I do bulls reads, yeah. I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm PG rated. I mm-hmm. have to, you know, but on my show,
1: I can that's do right. what I want. You can do
3: whatever you want. One take, Frank. One take, Frank, baby. I get to say whatever <laughs> I want.
2: The Stacey King
3: live read segment is
2: going to become oh, very popular. Yeah, yeah. You give way. me,
3: hey, sponsors, if you want yeah. something, you want me to read something on air, hey, sponsors, we don't turn nothing down but our collar.
2: Quickly becoming America's favorite drinking game. Oh, Stacey yeah. That, that. Did we drink? Did we drink for the last <laughs> one? No, no, no. We oh, no, no. We done, didn't man, drink man. for the last oh, one. Shoot. Oh, let's go. Mm. Let's do that. Mm. Where do you get your kegs, Tim? Maybe we get uh, get a sponsor yeah. read there too.
0: That'd be the Onion. I think we got to go and uh, talk to them. <laughs> the Onion. <laughs> oh yeah. I tell That's you Misfit what. What, IPA, and this, what is this? One, I'm drinking IPA. Uh, yeah, the Misfit IPA. And Misfit. The, America. Uh, Radio Free Pilsner. Mis-
3: nice. Misfit. Misfit IPA. America. Yeah, yeah it's time for. A I visit. was uh, <laughs> I was a little bit skeptical about the IPA because you know I'm a Stella man. I'm a Heineken man. I have to admit, America, this IPA was, was good. pretty yeah. nice. It's, it's converted it a lot of good. people. It's, it's converted me just for today. Because
1: <laughs> nice. there was nothing else to drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Hey, a lot of Bears fans were toasting in the play of Justin Fields on Monday night against Pittsburgh Steelers. He led the Bears on, on three touchdown drives to yes. get them in front by one point. Unfortunately, couldn't hang on to get the victory. But Stacey, you know, we've been talking good things about Justin Fields ever since he was drafted. And I think for, for the casual football fan, they finally understand how special this kid can be.
3: We have a quarterback? Well, I'm going yeah, we to tell you something, America. That kid did everything he could to win that game yesterday. Yep. The officials took it away from him. And we need to find out. I'm, I'm signing a petition right now to find out what the hell was wrong with that official.
2: Tony Correnti. Is
3: that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We Steve, need to find, Steve
0: and, Wynn and uh, Tony were uh, spotted having yeah, steak dinner last listen, week.
3: Uh, hey, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if they're on FanDuel I don't know. They had something on the game. I don't know, but but I'm going to tell you something. Some of the calls in that game were ridiculous. Like you just sit there. Like how about the neutral the the neutral violations with Quinn? Like it seemed like do you not know to line up? I mean, is that was that that obvious that he was offsides
2: by an inch? Yeah, but but that's that's on the player. You cannot give them the opportunity to call that. But still an inch. Take a step uh, back. I mean, but how
3: many guys I've seen guys like be just as close as he is? Yeah, yeah. Especially especially guys with reputation of being a pass rusher. They, they they don't they're not as you know, they're not as tight with those guys. Man, it, it was just so obvious on Monday night that, you know, something was not right about that game. But a low
0: block between the tackles, which is a call you
3: are supposedly
0: yeah. can't make, and then it's not reviewable. Why is that?
2: Well it's a judgment call by the referee, so they, they couldn't review that. But he yeah. didn't make it. You're talking about the cut block at the near yeah, the goal yeah. line, yeah. Yeah, that's that's in the rule book. They're trying to protect guys' legs, but he didn't even make contact. He whiffed on the block.
0: But also within the uh, the, the, the the box, you can't you can't even make the call. It's not valid. Uh, right. It's it's, it's, it, it's make sense. it was
3: just it it was just there were some calls last night that I mean I don't know all the officiating rules, you know. And plus we were playing last night, so I had taped the game. So you know, seeing some of the game last night, I was just like. I don't even know about refereeing football games. I'm like, that was the worst call I've ever seen. The worst call, though, was when the kid, when they said the guy was taunting. Right. And then and then they didn't throw the flag when he was looking over at the sideline. How many people have you seen look over at the bench? How many times have you seen someone make a spectacular play and look over at the other but team? But have you
0: ever seen that, though, ever? I've never seen Watching that. Watching game, taunting after a sack for a celebration. No. Event. Never.
3: I mean, and that, that's just like I mean. What, then if you're going to throw a flag on that, how about all the celebrations when someone does something defensively and they run all the way down seventy five yards to go to the end zone and start dancing or row 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 your boat or Man. Aaron
0: Rodgers yelling, "I
3: f- own uh, yeah, you." Yeah, yeah, I own you. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, it's so like it's we're, like we're, you were, we're selective. We're they were yeah. selective on the calls that they were making yesterday, and it it really didn't it didn't help the Bears, and it's sad because like when the dude the dude they didn't throw the flag when the guy was looking at the Steeler bench. Now the reason why the guy was looking. At at the Steeler bench was because he played for the Steelers, okay? He got cut by the Steelers and he was on the Bears practice squad Right, and he just got activated due to injuries or whatever. And so he wanted to show that he got a sack, he was in on a sack or whatever, and he wanted to show Pittsburgh like, yeah, this is what you gave up, you know? But he didn't, he wasn't pointing fingers. He's just looking at the bench. There was no flag thrown then. It was when he started to run off the field and then the, the official, was what was it, what's his name again? Hip checked him. Yeah. Tony
2: Corinthians. <laughs>
3: Tony Corinthians had, like, he was a gunfighter. He had his hands on the flag. And as the kid ran by him, he literally hip checked him. And then the kid bumped into him. Mm-hmm. And then the kid took two, two steps, three steps away from him and he threw the flag. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And I was just like, okay, this guy's on FanDuel. Well, the Bears coaches weren't very rolls.
2: happy with Cassius Marsh, Marsh after that. When he came to the sideline, he got aired out by some of the coaches. So they knew that you can't take five steps towards the other sideline and just stand there with your arms folded. I mean, that's that's taunting, by the yeah, way. Yeah,
3: you know what? But think uh, about this, though, Mark. If that would have been, let's just say that would have been, you know, one of the top players, defensive players on the team, that call would have never been made. Let's go with T.J. Probably Watt. Right. That never celebration. Yeah, yeah, T.J. Watt celebrating the sack. Aaron
0: Rodgers saying, Yeah. On you. Yeah,
3: I mean, think about everybody who gets sacked. There's somebody doing a sack dance. You know, that, to me, is showing up the quarterback you just sacked. You know, mm-hmm. you're digging dirt and throwing it on them. You know, I mean, what's the difference? Doing you you can't time move. You can't be selective about what you're going to call certain things and not call certain things. But you call that because it was a no-name player. If that would have been a superstar player, they would never call that, and it would have just went off. If that would have been, let's say, Roquan Smith. He sacked nope. the quarterback and and he just stood there and posed. They would never that call would never done. have been made. Nope.
2: But the reality of it is now the Bears let two winnable games against the 49ers and the Steelers slip away. So they're three and six and looking at wait till next year time as I do continues to develop. They look
3: good. The offense is getting better. That's all you want to see if you're the front office, is that they're 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 getting better every week. They're putting themselves in position to win these games. They just can't close them out. And so, as long as you're seeing Justin Field, because that's the whole key right now, is Justin Justin Field's development and his continued development. Is he getting better every week? Which we're seeing that right now. They're not. I mean, he he came back and 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 you know had a game winning drive. Basically they left too much time on the table for Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. If that had been any other quarterback, the bears probably win that game, but that's a veteran guy who's had over 50 games where he's had game winning drives. So, you know, like I think he tied, uh, he's in the top three as far as game winning drives. So this is a guy who's been in that situation before a minute and 40 seconds is nothing to him. You know, all you got to do is get them in field goal range. They were only, what, down one or two two points?
2: Yeah, one. So, yeah.
3: so, I mean, it was an easy play. They had left too much time on it. But you had to be excited if you're a Bears fan because – Justin, Justin Fields went on a, a touchdown-winning drive, and they scored a touchdown. And the way he scored that touchdown, getting out of the pocket, rolling to his left, being able to just square up and use his athleticism to find, you know, the receiver in the corner of the end zone. That was a great catch by the receiver getting both feet down. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sold on him. This kid's going to be special. I think personally, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, just watching Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson now is becoming a complete player. He's just not a running quarterback anymore. You've Mm got to, I mean, he's got weapons around him that he can throw the ball to now. And he's got a running game that keeps people honest, and he can still run too. So, I mean, if I'm the Bears, I'm looking at probably putting a system in that's kind of similar to what they run. Now, Fields is not the runner that Lamar Jackson is, but he's going to be more of a, you know, more of a a pocket kind of quarterback. But I would put him in situations where he can use his athleticism, when he can get out on the pocket, read, and he says, hey, you know what? Pressure's coming. I'm taking off. Because he looks to pass first. He doesn't look to run. You know, he stays in there, hangs in there. All of a sudden, no one's open. I'm gone. I'll, I'll take five yards compared to giving up five-yard at
2: Yeah, and that kind of speed is elite. I think the time to four look four. At four. Yeah, so he can get out of trouble. There's no question about it. It'll be exciting to watch his development as the Bears have a bye week and then they – progress over the last eight games of the 17-game regular season. You had a game on Saturday night at, at home against the 76ers. Did you still buy the uh, UFC fight night? Car? I sure did. I mean, anytime the boys come over uh, and uh, make some popcorn and order pizza. Yeah, (laughs) they
3: did. Everybody came over, you know, and I had the game, So I had to hurry up and get home. And and the good thing about, again, moving closer to the city is that now I'm like, you know, six miles away compared to, you know, being 35 miles away, you know, because they were so surprised that I got home so quick. Like, Oh man, dad, you got home really quick. I go, yeah, that's the, that's the advantage of being closer. But, But I tell you what You know Every time I think That the UFC Has a great card Like this The best card I've seen They always seem To top it This was This was One of the best cards That I've ever seen Um You got a chance There was two Championship fights Um Usman versus Covington was mm-hmm. it was as good as advertised. Rose and uh, Zhang uh, was a good was as good as advertised. Yeah. Um, but the 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 fight of the night, in my opinion, was uh, you Gaethje know was Chandler. was Chandler you know Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. Um, you know those were those, I mean it was a knockdown dragout fight. <laughs> I mean it, it was old school like you know like gladiators in a coliseum. It was, awesome. it was like no one took a step back. Everybody was coming forward. It was just well away. I'm, I'm sure some of got you know C you know CTE afterwards because there was nothing but there was there was nothing but headshots afterwards, afterwards yeah. they All got right. CTE because there was nothing but headshots. There was no, like, there was, like, hardly, I mean, there were some body shots, body kicks, but it was strict, straight head shots. I mean, they were teeing off on each other, and Chandler, at the end of the fight, um, I thought he was winning going into the third round, and it was a three-round fight. It should have been a five-round fight, mm-hmm. but it was a three-round fight. Um, I thought Chandler was winning, and then he his ego got in the way, and he wanted to show everybody that I can bang with this guy, and that was a big mistake mm-hmm. because that, that kid, Gaethje, is on a different level when it comes to to fighting. I, I would like to see either one of those guys fight Connor because I believe those guys would actually stand toe to toe with Connor and, and that's oh, what Gaethje Connor wants Connor to do. Standing yeah, up would be a great that, fight. That'd be a great fight. Yeah. And I I, I I would think Connor would I think Connor would stop Gaethje, to be honest with you. I really do. he can do. take a beating. He Man. can take a beating, but I think is on a different level when it comes to power. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I just think he's on cause when he hits you with that left hand, dude, like you keep going line. out. I mean, he and 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 Poirier. I'm telling you, I thought he was winning that fight before he broke his ankle. He was you know? winning. He was winning yeah. that fight, yeah. and you know, and had that fight been able to continue, I don't know. Maybe he would have stopped. You know, maybe to stop Poirier, but um, I tell you what, man, I, I was highly impressed with that card. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm a big fan of UFC. The boxing, you know, boxing used to be the main thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved boxing, and you know what's really crazy is, you know, since we had Kendall on the show earlier, you know, it, it's funny now because all these these YouTubers fighting is more, they're getting more attention than actual boxers. I got to see. Making big money, too. I saw Canelo Alvarez fight this past weekend yeah. as well. And he was fighting for another world title. And uh, he's fighting the guy Caleb Plant. I think it was in Caleb Plant. Yeah, yeah. And uh this guy has never been knocked down. Caleb plants, never been knocked down or knocked out or never stopped. And Canelo just showed you like he is the real deal. Like he beat this dude down, stopped him in the 11th round and it it was it was an amazing it was an amazing performance and he doesn't get the credit that he deserves as being pound for pound like the greatest fighter when he's done I mean he's won 60 fights I mean he's like it was his 60th fight I think he's 59 and one the only loss he had was to Floyd Mayweather and this is when Canelo was young you know I don't think Floyd Mayweather Mayweather I don't think he would want to fight him now because I think he would stop Mayweather I think he would actually knock him out
0: he's a redheaded Mexican that's a tough combo
3: wow that's racist no, what? He <laughs> said a red headed Mexican. Jeez, oh, re- oh, I mean, what do you think, Mark? Is that a, that's a, on the line? No. What do you what the hell? What? <laughs> uh-huh. is it because you got red hair? Yes. Wow, okay. Then say that. Don't say he's a red headed Mexican. Exactly. Just say he you know, he he, he has an advantage. As what a red-head, does redhead head have to do with anything?
0: Is he Mexican or not? Yes, he's Mexican. Is he red headed? <laughs> Okay, let's clarify this. Oh my God! <laughs> you, you
2: sound like Aaron Rodgers all yeah, of a sudden. You yeah, no, to be yeah. Jeez. That. Oh yeah, you gotta be kidding oh, me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? Like oh, I said, no, he's taking the listen, sensitivity. Listen, first here. of all, first <laughs> of all,
3: first of all, the man can fight. The man yes, can. He's fight. awesome. And then Usman, Usman uh, from the UFC, wants to fight him, which is Oof. a big mistake Oof. because Don't there's no way in the world. And I like. I'm like. Uh, so what do you think about that fight? You know what? I, I tell you I what. I was a draw. I was. thought it no. No. I thought Usman won. I thought Kobe Oh,
0: he he won, but it was darn close. Hey,
3: listen. I think what happened like Kobe Kobe gave too many rounds away in the first the first two or three rounds. Agree, yeah. See, when you give when you give away rounds and you're not active, you can't expect to win a fight because mm-hmm. now there's only 5 rounds. So if you give away 3 rounds of a 5 round fight, you're not going to win that's going to be go down to split decision or unanimous win for the guy you're fighting. Had he do like had he done like he always does and pressed the fight and take it to Usman, it might have been different yeah, cuz last the last yeah. two rounds he came to him and mm-hmm. he hurt him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody honestly when you watch those two fight, they're two of the best in that division. I don't see anybody. That was a I, don't, I mean yeah. I, I would actually pay for a third fight. That's how, sure. good, that's how good the fight was. Yeah. I would actually, there's not too many times, Tim, you go, oh, you know, I don't want to see that fight again. You know, that would be a fight I would see. I, I understand now that um, that um, Kobe Covington wants to fight, you know, uh, uh, my man, um, Ho- uh, Jorge uh, Masvidal. Oh, Masvidal. Yeah. yeah, now he wants to fight him. And so the winner will get to fight Usman for the title. And, and Dana, that's, White, that's Dana White made that's an fair. interesting thing. Dana White made an interesting comment the other day after the fight. He said Usman is the greatest welterweight of all time. And I had to disagree with him. No. I had to disagree with him. Because I think GSP is arguably the greatest welterweight yeah, yeah. of all time. And when they put the numbers up, you know, comparing the two. That's like just how many, promotion. How many championship guys that they fought. You Know how many title contenders they fought. GSP yeah. was beating them like by at least seven to eight to ten different categories. And I was like, GSP arguably is the greatest, greatest yeah. weight of all time. He was looking
0: to come back. So, yeah, but you know what? He can't, <laughs> he don't you know. What? I don't
3: know. He, he don't want the Usman right now. Yeah, you know I'm no. saying? He beat, he beat Bisbee. Mm-hmm. The Bisbee has one eye. <laughs> you can beat him with one eye, at least not one arm.
2: Oh, there you no, go! Don't, no, don't go there. there you gonna, go, see, This is what I'm, I'm talking there. about, right there. Hey, Another you, cheap shot. You know, while you guys were talking about UFC, I was waiting for the uh, live reveal of the week two of the college football uh, rankings, and I and I thought I'd have good news for you, Stacey. I do not. For the second week in a row, your Oklahoma Sooners check in at number eight. Eight?
3: Are you serious? Yeah, just okay. Wait a minute. How is that possible? Because Michigan State lost. Yeah.
2: They should have moved up. Anyway, I thought for sure they'd be fourth, actually. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Because everybody that played last week pretty much looked bad except for Georgia. Michigan State lost. Yes. Alabama looked bad against LSU. Ohio State struggled against Nebraska. Oregon struggled against Washington. And Oklahoma moved up in the, in the rankings in the AP and the coaches poll because of that. They were a, had a bye last week. And everybody else kind of stunk it up, so they, they moved up. I'm just looking at this live reveal now. They got Georgia, Alabama, Oregon's three, Ohio State's four.
3: Okay, but who, who's no. in front of us? So Cincinnati's there. Yeah, I've seen 5, five 6, and there. 7.
2: So you're going to see, yeah, 5, 6, and 7 are going to be Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. Wow.
3: Man! <laughs> hold, a hold it, hold it, hold it. Did
2: you say Michigan State? I haven't seen it. there. This is a live thing. We're, we are taping our show on Tuesday evening as they are announcing the, the week 2 rankings in between their college basketball doubleheader on ESPN. Cincinnati has just checked in at 5.
3: So who, that, who in the hell... Is, is doing these polls. Like,
2: like it's a nationwide the blind... panel of former players and Man, athletic directors. Man,
3: they must hate Oklahoma. Because there's no way in the world Michigan State should be ahead of Oklahoma in that poll. No way. You lose to Purdue. You lose to Purdue.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm sorry. Right? No, 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 no. Oklahoma, just in that case, should have moved up to six. <laughs> just in that poll should be up to six. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. This, this is what makes you think college football is corrupt. You need to write a letter. Seriously. We were idle. We yeah. destroyed our, our team that we played the week before with a freshman quarterback, and then you had us at eight. Okay, we're undefeated. We're the only – there was four teams with one loss ahead of us. Mm-hmm. See, when you got one loss, I don't care what your strength of schedule is. If you got one loss, you should not be ahead of undefeated teams. You should not be, especially top ten teams. I think so 12. if you got a top ten team, then they should be, they should be up there. And I'm disappointed. I'm, uh, listen, I'm speaking for all the state of Oklahoma – We are highly disappointed. And you know what? We're not going to cry about it because we don't cry at Oklahoma. Okay. What we're going to do is we're just sitting back in the weeds waiting. And it, people are gonna pay for this.
2: They just finished the reveal. Uh, Michigan is sixth, Michigan State is seventh, which also doesn't make sense because Michigan State beat Michigan.
3: Exactly. Mark, don't 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 rub salt in the wound anymore with those comments. I don't want to hear anymore of you telling me this thing because now <laughs> I'm just telling you I know, what's going on. Mark, Mark, I don't want you know, I don't want to hear it anymore. You, you just know how to just hurt a person. You just brought up the fact that Michigan lost to Michigan State. Michigan State lost, but Michigan's still up there ahead of us and Michigan State. Yeah. That hurt, Mark. I would just prefer you not say anything. Let me read it at home. I think Tony okay. Correnti
2: is the chairman of the college yeah. football. Yeah, you know what?
3: I'm I'm drinking some more IPA. IPA. Oh my goodness, this is terrible. Oh, Lord. That, that that is wrong
2: though. Seriously, yeah.
3: they 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 just need to go. What 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 is it? Is it is it NCAA where they they have like a twelve man. 12 teams. You know, I don't playoffs. even
2: know why they bother doing these week-by-week rankings because it's all going to sort itself out in the last three weeks anyway. Because Oregon's going to lose to somebody in the pac They I don't know if they play Stanford. And, and the Big Ten will all sort itself out because they all play each other the last But with,
3: weeks. But, but, Mark, but here's the thing, though. If, if Michigan State loses to Purdue and then Michigan lost to Michigan State the week before that and they still didn't move these guys down – then it's making you wonder, like, who who's picking these things? What 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 do they have? Is this kind of like, you know, like how they do under-the-table type stuff? Because it's what it looks like. Because there's no way in the world Michigan should have been ahead of Oklahoma after they lost to Michigan State. Boom, sorry, I don't care. And then Michigan State lose to Purdue. There's no way those, those two teams should be ahead of an undefeated Oklahoma team. No freaking way. And especially when Oklahoma is consistently in the top four of those college polls. They're always playing in the playoffs anyway.
2: And they've got some tough games coming up.
3: We still got Oklahoma State, which yep. is going to be tough. And uh, I don't know who else. Oklahoma State's probably going to be the toughest.
2: I think they play Baylor, too, this weekend.
3: Oh, it's this weekend? Mm-hmm. Are we home?
2: I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's, oh. it's Oklahoma-Baylor. America. If Baylor always gives us problems. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it!
3: Are you serious about Baylor?
2: Yeah. Baylor lost the TCU last week.
3: But, 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 <laughs> that that <laughs> means Baylor. Nothing. It means nothing when it comes to Oklahoma Sooners. We are everybody's Super Bowl. Everybody gets You saw Kansas. Yeah. Kansas like, didn't win a game in the Big 12 in like 25 years. They got up. They looked like Newt Rodney's ghost came out and said, Come on, baby, <laughs> win one for the Gipper. They, they, the, the beginning of the game, first half, there was like 20 people in the stands. When they found out they got the lead, they started texting people, Hey, we're going to upset Oklahoma. All the students came out of the door, and they, they filled up the stadium. Yeah. And they went home sad. They went home sad. Okay, I, mean, didn't I think they are more upset
0: about who that board is of people. What is it? Kindly of is Rice and Yuckle the Clown? Hey, I forgot group. about that. Condoleezza well, they the she Rice. Not, she's, she's
2: not on the committee anymore. She's not on anymore, there? anymore.
0: but they've
3: had some she strange people be, yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I, need, I need names. I need, yeah. Mark, that's your job. Krusty I need the good, Clown. No, yeah, listen. The Krusty <laughs> the Clown. Mr. Burns. Mr. freaking Burns. I need you to find out, Mark, because you know you do the investigating reporting. I need you to find out who is
2: on that committee picking these teams. I'm going to call my friend Chuck Gowdy. We're going to look into it. Yes, that. I, I need to ready. know. to get to the bottom. Daisy King suggests corruption in the college football we, we, need, we need Chris
3: Hansen. Chris Hansen, if you're out there to catch a predator, I want you to go catch these people who catch, are cheating the college football fans. Okay, Catch the corruptor. Exactly. So I want you to go up there and say, Chris Hansen, you know how you always do it. What are you doing here? Do you, you, thought you? you thought we were going to talk about some yeah. football, yeah. didn't you? You know? thought we were going to talk about football. <laughs> you thought we were talking about the polls. Uh, we need to talk.
2: Well, we, we had a lot of fun into the last five minutes here on uh, Gimme the Hot Sauce. We wanna thank our special guest, Kendall Gill. We wanna thank our sound engineer, the great Pavel. Pavel, he does DJ a great Pavel job today.
3: Give me some guns, Pavel. Where's the guns at, Pavel? <laughs> Hit the guns. Where's the gun? you know the guns?
2: The rifles. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I like that,
3: Pavel. And DJ St-
2: problems. Stacy's sponsor reads a brand new segment here on Give Me the Hot yes. Sauce. Yes, yes. If you
3: need something red, if you need a, a, a card read to your wife yeah. or your husband and you want it sexy, call me and I'll read it
2: for you. And Stacy getting ready to hit the road. Uh, An extended road trip coming up for your Chicago Bulls.
3: I'm
0: on the road again. I can't wait to get on that road again. Isn't that country?
3: No, this is hip hop version. You you All you right. know you get ready to get a throw punch whisper. Seriously, man.
2: <laughs> Pablo, I think Seriously. it's time for the goodbye uh, music. Yeah. Get I the music, Pablo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah! Goodness! It's only Oh yeah. Oh, the great yeah. calls of Stacey King. Get ready to hit the road with the seven and three Chicago oh, Bulls. road go, sweep. Yes. America. Give me the hot Thank you for tuning in
3: for another episode of Give Me the Hot Sauce because we are your podcasters' favorite podcast show. And remember this, nationwide is on your side. And drive home safely, Chicago. And make sure you grab some hot sauce on the way out the door. (laughs) There
2: we go.